Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast brought to you by the Physicians Committee. I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll, and this is a very special episode. We have our very own Olympic correspondent over in Pyeongchang, South Korea, and she is bringing home some serious hardware, a bronze medal, and a gold medal. Canadian pairs figure skater, a very successful one at that, perhaps because she's plant-based. Megan Duhamel, I had an opportunity to catch up with her uh, while she was skating over there at the Games, and... During our chat, the thing that really struck me was the incredible lengths that she's going to to maintain her plant-based diet over there. If there was ever any athlete who was super committed to staying vegan, it's definitely going to be Megan. And she's just a wonderful human being at that. So I hope that you find this interview very enlightening. You're going to hear exactly what the vegan options are for the athletes over at the games and what the cafeteria is like for those same athletes. Is there a lot of plant-based options there? Is it better than the last games at Sochi? Megan, she's going to tell us. You're listening to the Exam Room Podcast brought to you by the Physicians Committee. I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll, on Twitter at Chuck Carroll, WLC, with two R's and two L's. And the Olympics still in full swing. And wow, what a treat do we have in store here. We have a very own vegan gold medalist. I'm going to call her our correspondent. Coming home with double hardware, a gold and a bronze. Megan Duhamel, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing phenomenally well. Not nearly as good as you. I mean, come on. You're going home with a gold medal. You have to be excited about that. Yeah, the Olympic, the, these Olympics was everything I could have dreamt of and more. And um, my the skating team and my partner and myself and our coaches, we came uh, to Pyeongchang on a mission to to get that gold medal in the team event and to get the bronze medal in the pairs event. And I feel like everything went absolutely as we envisioned we are coming home with that gold and that bronze medal and um with a lot of great stories and memories to have for the rest of our life and i think that's really exciting i think one of the memories that you should hold near to your heart is is your free skate you and eric your partner eric radford i mean you guys nailed that free skate it was unbelievable yeah it was really exciting and i mean that's the way we've been training it and we competed it pretty much like that in the team pairs competition like the team event when we competed as team canada so we were feeling pretty confident uh for the individual event and it was really exciting we landed that throw quad and we became the first uh pairs team ever to do a throw quad at the olympics so it's a nice little piece of history that we'll have with us forever now i don't know if you realize this obviously you're a big deal in canada but here in the states let me tell you something you and eric are also big time deals in the uh, description uh, that comes with uh, on the TV, you know, it'll say what events are coming up that night. Totally did not mention any American teams when it came to the Periscate, but who was the first name on there? Megan Duhamel, Eric Bradford. <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, that's really, really nice. We've had some some really great success uh, competing in the U.S. over the last couple of years, and I, I think that uh, we've really enjoyed the figure skating fan base in America, and they've always been really supportive of us starting um, in Boston 2016 when we won our second world title to such a warm, warm audience. I mean, we couldn't have imagined being accepted by a crowd outside of Canada and, and Boston felt like home that time. And, you know, we've, I guess, become one of uh, the American skating community. 
You definitely have. And real quick before we, we talk about the food over there, because I'm super curious about how things stack up compared to Sochi. But I know that I, I texted you uh, the night of uh, one of the team events and Tara Lipinski had me in stitches. She said a lot of skaters, you know, can get in the car and, you know, put gas in it or something like that. But she's like, Megan Duhamel can take it apart and put it back together. She was just a fan of your, your technical ability there. And just the way that she put that cracked me up. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I'm very analytical and I know the skating system inside and out probably better than anybody in the skating world understands the the strategy and the the points and the math in this system and it's something that I really love and being able to break down that system and understand it is why Eric and I have been so successful because we we've, we've played the game we've we've followed the rules you know sometimes we we didn't um you follow the rules and it's not always what you want to do, sure. but you have to play by the rules of the game. And we always maximized every single like point two, point three. It was like, you never know each of these things add up. And, uh, I really, really love analyzing this skating system. It's, it's absolutely fascinating to me. Um, and I feel like just watching you guys so closely in particular, this go around, I feel like I've learned a lot that, and my, uh, my wife, believe it or not, she was a competitive roller skater, um, back in oh. the day. So like, she'll sit there and like, she'll break it down. It's like, she's got like a little air telestrator and she'd be like, this is why they fell here because they didn't get the pick right. And the rotation was off and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, this is fascinating. And she kind of <laughs> knows what she's talking about. Roller skating is such a cool sport. I I never understand why it hasn't picked up in popularity around North America and the way it has in South America and in Europe in particular. And I always feel like roller skating deserves a place at the Summer Olympics. It's crazy. I can only imagine how crazy difficult it is. I tried to roller skate once and I, I couldn't even stand up. I don't know how heavy your skates are, but she let me feel uh, her old skates from when she was still competing. And those things, they felt like 20 pounds each. Ours are pretty light because I use a company that uh, that really does light uh, skates, but there are some that are really heavy, yeah. So let's talk about uh, the the food over there. First of all, gold medal meal. So when you wake up <laughs> that morning, the free skate for the team event, you know you're going for gold. What was it that you ate? What brought you that success, Megan? Well, we competed pretty early in the day, so I didn't like eat too much because it, we were competing around uh, 11 or noon or something. Mm. Um, I eat the same thing every morning. I make my overnight oats. I brought all my stuff to make overnight oats while I'm here, which is uh, a mashed up banana with chia seeds, cacao nibs, hemp seeds, oat, gluten-free oats, almond milk. And then I add um, an almond butter, a maple flavored almond butter to it. And uh, that's what I've been making every single morning. So that's what I've been fueling myself for in the morning. Um, and then we, we do a training set. So I'll eat my breakfast and then we do a practice session before we compete. Um, and then in between my practice session and my compete, my competition, I'll snack on trail mix and dried apricots, apple, banana, um, I think snacks like that. Nothing, nothing too much because I'm competing before noon. I, I don't need to be eating a huge feast that early in the day. Sure. So let it be known, boys and girls, Wheaties is not the breakfast of champions. It's actually <laughs> overnight oats. 
I've been making like quite a feast of overnight oats and I bring it to the cafeteria because the cafeteria has, has my coffee and my husband and partner are eating in there. So I go with them. And um, many people have asked me, some hockey players even, what did you put in your oats? What did you put in your <laughs> overnight, overnight oats? And uh, a lot of curiosity. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So we talked about the breakfast and leading up to it, but there must have been some sort of a celebratory dinner. Did everybody go out and, and partake in dinner afterwards? I wish I could eat a celebratory dinner here, but there is absolutely nowhere that is oh, going to have no. any sort of vegan or vegetarian meal. No. I did go out for pizza with our agent. Oh, we went out to a t an Italian place. My agent is also a vegan. Oh. He works with IMG and he's a vegan as well. So we both ordered pizza without the cheese, just vegetables. Um, I mean, it was fine. I don't generally eat like white crust. So sure. I, I had to, I guess, do that once. <laughs> um, but I'm, I wish I could celebrate in some sort of luxurious meal, but you know, the, the food in the cafeteria is, um, it is a little bit better than it was in Sochi, but it's still, it's pretty bland. There's a little bit of steamed vegetables, potatoes, rice, and grilled tofu with no flavor, just mm. grilled tofu that has gone cold, actually. Mm. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much been my dinner every night. They have some soups, some different like minestrone or kale or cabbage soup, um, but it's been pretty boring. Uh, I brought myself like little cookies and some little squares. I even brought myself a box of cereal. Um, I don't, I love uh, Nature's Valley Love Crunch uh, cereal. So okay. it's a peanut butter chunks. And I've been kind of having that every second morning now that I've been <laughs> competing and still sticking with my overnight oats every other day as well. So I, I think that uh, you said in Sochi, there was also a 24 hour McDonald's for athletes. Is that the case here as well? Yeah, absolutely. That's um, unfortunately companies like McDonald's and Coca-Cola are the sponsors of the Olympics. So there's Coca-Cola products and McDonald's everywhere free for the athletes. And um, I mean, I, I go to McDonald's because I can have my coffee. Right. I can go to the cafe and get a coffee. Unfortunately, they don't have milk alternatives. No. Um, so I can't get a latte or a cappuccino, but I, I can have my Americano there. Um and the cafeteria has a little section of juice boxes, uh, like little juice boxes of almond milk and soy milk. So at least they're offering milk alternatives in the fridge there. But uh, I know that the apple pie apparently at McDonald's is vegan. So is I might enough? I might go into trying that. No. Um, I Somebody told me, and so I Googled it yesterday, and everything I found uh, said that, yes, it is one of the very few items at McDonald's that's vegan. You know it doesn't mean it's healthy, though. No, no, of course not. There's a, I use an app called, um, what is it, Fujigate or something like that that's uh, pretty accurate with the ingredients. Um, I'll look that and, and I'll text you. I'll give you the definitive answer on that. Um, I remember Sochi somebody telling me it as well, but I didn't, I didn't take my chances. But more people keep telling me, yeah, 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 it is. So maybe I might try it out. <laughs> so hold on. Did you say that you were drinking an Americano? That's uh, espresso with a little bit of added water, right? Yeah. Wow, and McDonald's is serving that? That's actually quite impressive. Yeah, they have the McCafe, a full McCafe here, which is, um, I mean, I guess, it, I don't know if that's what McDonald's have back at home. I haven't gone into a McDonald's yeah, no. from, since Sochi, yeah. since I got coffee at McDonald's in Sochi. But you said that you also found a Starbucks over there, didn't you? 
Yes, very excited to have found a Starbucks. It's like about a 15-minute walk from the village where we live. Um, but I did venture out there a few times to get myself a soy latte, which I love. I love coffee. Now, um, also leading up to the games when we spoke, there was a rumor that there was a big organic grocer there. Has anybody from the team been able to make it out? No, there's apparently a grocery store. Um, I did go there and buy some cherries and strawberries, um, a kettle to make tea, just like random things. But it was extremely small and not um, not much variety mm. there at all. So no, I haven't. Uh, may, we are in a city called Gangyang, uh, which is about thirty minutes from Pyeongchang. Okay. Um, so we're not quite like we're kind of in a very very small town. So I don't know if maybe there's a grocery store in Pyeongchang. Uh, that I haven't been able to go to. Is that where the Olympic Village is, or are you guys staying in a hotel elsewhere? There's two villages. So you have the Coastal Village, which is where I would be living, and it's for the, the ice sports, curling, hockey, speed skating, and figure skating. And then up in Pyeongchang, which is about a 30-minute car ride away, 30 to 45 minutes, um, that's where they have all the, the snow sports, and there's a village for them up there. Gotcha. So there's kind of like it's kind of separated into two and completely off topic. This probably has no place in this interview at all. But I mean, for the love of Pearl, how can a Russian curler test positive for a PED? I mean, come on, a curler, a curler. You don't want to get me started on that stuff. I'm like, I want to start working for the um, for WADA, which is uh, the drug testing uh, association. Yeah, I, I feel like. Uh, there's no place in sport for people who are not playing fair. And uh, I mean, the Russian team got a special uh, situation coming here to compete under the Olympic flag. If they were proven to be clean athletes yeah. and it didn't take long for them to already abuse that. But and I find it, it's just so disrespectful to the rest of the sport and like to the rest of athletes, to sport, to the Olympic spirit. And like, the curler is claiming that his drink was spiked with a heart rate medication that helps recovery. Okay. This is the story okay. he's going with. So you tell me if uh, that seems accurate or not. Yes, very plausible. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving right along, uh, <laughs> the the food that you had shipped over there, your overnight oats, uh, re refresh my memory because I think you said that you had sent four boxes worth of food over there. I did like not very big boxes like they're they were pretty little but I also brought um some little things of uh quinoa and brown rice like some boxes and packages to make quinoa and brown rice um which I've had fun trying to figure out to do because I don't have a stove top or uh -huh. a microwave I have a kettle so I boiled water in the kettle and I added the quinoa mix to it I've been doing this every couple of days because I feel like I can only eat white rice and white bread and white pasta so much sure um so I've been, I boil the water and I put the quinoa in and I, I let it boil. And then when it's supposed to go to simmer, I just turn off the kettle for a few minutes and then the water gets cold. So then I turn the kettle back on and boil it again and off and on and off until the quinoa or the brown rice cooks. That's and a, you know, it's, I've managed to make a couple of servings of it. I still have one more box left. I'm trying to, I have one week to stay here and one more box of quinoa left. So. I mean, that takes, that's dedication, like to on and off and on and off. It sounds like this is a, an electric kettle. Is that right? Yeah. And right. It, I mean, I didn't know how else to do it. And I was like, I, I wonder if I can make quinoa by in a kettle. <laughs> I also um, brought cans of chili, mm. Amy's brand of um, 
chili. So I have had those as well, which I've been able to just heat in the microwave. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, we're doing an event tomorrow night uh, back here in Washington, D.C. called Vegan This. It's pretty cool. It's a community event. Uh, one of the, the presentations is how to spice up or gourmet your ordinary meals that you would do during the week, one of which is Amy's Frozen Black Bean Burrito. They're delicious, but we have a gourmet chef coming in that, like with five ingredients. She's going to make this like it's a five-star restaurant. Are you like able to do anything like that with, with your Amy's pack over there? I wish. <laughs> um, I mean, I just have bread or I have crackers. I brought boxes of crackers. So I've just been adding crack, putting crackers with my chili. I haven't, I didn't, I guess I didn't have the means here to spice it up and make it any fancier. I'd love to have some diet cheese to top on top sure. of it or some guacamole or some sour cream. But I think that's a, that's a far stretch to get that uh, in this small town in Korea. Are you in Eric Skating Worlds? Is that next month? Um, we won't be going to the world championships. We'll, we're finishing up our career with our performances here at the Olympics. Gotcha. Um, but I hope I'm going to go to Worlds maybe as a spectator or a coach or helping with um, the organizing committee in some way. It's in Milan, and I was in Milan, Italy, a couple of years ago, and I had so much fun finding vegan restaurants there. There is so many amazing, amazing vegan restaurants. So I want to go back to Milan to see the world championships and to eat at those amazing vegan restaurants. Megan, I'm telling you, if, if you keep traveling the world and searching this out, I'm going to keep bugging you to keep coming back. You're just going to go from our Olympic correspondent to our world correspondent. <laughs> well, I can, I can tell you that there will, will be a lot more interesting vegan things in Milan and uh, a lot more. I had vegan tiramisu and I had so much amazing stuff when I was there. That's awesome. I mean, I yeah, want a full report. Amazing homemade pastas and pizzas and breads and uh, just so much. I mean, at the very least, I, I want a good thorough blog post on lutsofgreens.com. Yeah, I, this one will be boring, but after Milan, definitely. I'm also going to Australia in for two weeks in March to teach a seminar. Very cool. Um, and I'm really excited to check out some vegan stuff there. I'm going to Melbourne, Sydney, and Perth. And I've heard that... Um, Melbourne in particular is, is quite a big vegan hub and that I'll find a lot of interesting stuff. That's great. Um, real quick before I let you go here, uh, have you bumped into any other vegan athletes over there? Or are you kind of on an island to yourself? <laughs> there's, you know what, there's actually a few. There's another figure skater with the Canadian team. Her name is Larkin and uh, she's a new, new to the vegan world um, within the past year or two, I think. So, uh, you know, she's been having the same same kind of food issues as I have here. Um, and she's the only one so far that I've uh, ran into. I find a few that don't eat meat. I find a few that uh, don't do dairy or meat, but they eat fish. You know, I've, I found a few that dabble within the vegetarian world, but we're few and far between right now. I hope it keeps growing. Was she, uh, were you able to give her some advice before coming over? Did you tell her to send some, some food as well? Yeah, she um she only qualified at the last minute, so she wasn't able to be as organized with the prep as I was, but she told me that she came with some couscous boxes, and she's been making couscous in the kettle the way that I've been making quinoa in the kettle. I love <laughs> so, it. Um, and she brought oatmeal packages and a couple of a couple of necessities. I'm begging you to put up on social media, you're, you're making the quinoa in the kettle. Like, that to me is just That's a amazing. good idea. Maybe yeah, I'm oh, going to do that. 
that's such a great Instagram or Twitter thing. Yeah, um, I will actually. And then when I finish up this box. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you got one box left. Um, and then last question, because also when we talked last, you were talking about some amazing work you were doing uh, rescuing dogs over there. Uh, is that still in the works for you this trip? It is. So I have a few projects. First, I'm going to go with the International Humane Society to visit a dog farm in a few days that they are closing down and finding homes for for the dogs that are there. I'm also bringing back a dog with me, but I can't keep him myself. Unfortunately, I really want to and I tried to convince my husband, Um, but we live in a small condo. We already have two dogs and bringing in a third dog it would almost be unfair. We're not prepared for that right now until we buy a bigger place and sure. we actually have a yard for them. Sure. Um, so I've been trying to find a home for, for this beagle that I'm bringing back. A beagle. My wife and yeah. I just got a beagle puppy. We love some beagles. <laughs> I have a beagle as well at home. And my I have a beagle and then I have a really small little dash hound mix. And my husband said if it was a third dog and it was a dash hound mix, maybe. But Another one that's a beagle might be a little bit too much. No, no Megan, you tell I, him. We love our beagle, and this guy looks so cute. He's adorable. I know. Um, and he, the the organization is sending me photos of him with um, with different cats, and he's really friendly with cats. And I I hope he's going to find a loving home because he seems adorable. Well, you tell your husband that I said you can never have too many beagles. I don't care <laughs> what the circumstances. You can never have too many beagles. I agree. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, Megan Duhamel, thank you so much. And congratulations for all of your success. This has just been a real treat for all of us at the Physicians Committee. And, um, you know, you're doing such good work, not just on the plant-based front, but certainly uh, on the uh, humanitarian end of things and, and taking care of those dogs over there. I think that that's just wonderful. Thank you so much. Doing everything I can to do my part. <laughs> And there you have it. What just an extraordinary human being Megan Duhamel is over there, not only keeping it plant-based and repping the Physicians Committee while skating for gold, mind you, um, but also taking time to help rescue some dogs over there, bringing home a beagle. Like, that is just fantastic. Uh, this is the Exam Room Podcast brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Be sure to go ahead and subscribe on iTunes if you'll be so kind and leave us a five-star rating. I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll, and I thank you so very much for listening. Be sure to check out more episodes of the show, not just on iTunes, but on pcrm.org slash podcast. Thanks for listening. 